this is not a bit. I'm not doing a bit. It's exhausting to suggest I'm doing a bit. If you still want to suggest I'm doing a bit, it's not a bit. So listen up, you slack-jawed podcast fans. My name is Alex Branson. I'm one of the hosts of E1, and I have written a novel. It's going to be published by Rare Bird on November 10th. It is called Water Wasted. And if you can't wait till November 10th, they are selling signed copies at rarebirdlit.com. Those signed books will ship in early October. So that'll be available about a month earlier than the official release will be on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and in independent bookstores. All right. What's this episode about? What's this one? I mean, if chips worked, why can't... All right. On to the show. The following is an archived podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled The Wise Man and the Fool. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Pythagoras. Pythagoras. Anaximander. Plato. Socrates. Epicurus. Curus. Lao Tzu, Mach, Mach, what is that one? Machiavelli, Wit, oh, it's a Wit, Wittgenstein, Marx, David Foster Wallace, Confucius, Paul Krugman, Jack Bastard, Democritus. What do all these people have in common? That's right. They're all dead from alcohol poisoning. But before they died, they contributed heavily to the philosophy, epistemology, and overall mental excellence of the world at large. My name is Dandy, and I am joined here by my two friends to discuss all things philosophy, and maybe, just maybe, we'll go ahead and straighten out all that logic out there for you guys. Uh, it's my pleasure to have these two here. I'd like to introduce first my friend, uh, Theodosius. Make yes. sure I said that right. Yes, yeah. well, that is correct. I mean, my real name is Ted Whip, but uh, like us, a lot of us philosophers like to have philosopher names that are a little bit more philosophical. So I go by Theodosius. Um, it matches your uh, your toga there. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you got if you're going to be a philosopher, you got to wear a toga. Kind of feel under you know, underdress or a, a uh, three-piece suit. That's maybe a nice Yeah, I'm just tweed. That's true. There are various styles of intellectualism, I think, and maybe we can get into that. Just but you know, just kind of feel stupid here in my khaki shorts, I guess. Well, we could talk about the importance of clothing or unimportance of clothing. Well, I suppose those sort of baggy shorts give your legs some freedom to breathe, which may give your mind freedom to think in new ways. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess that's one way of putting it. Not quite as free as a toga. I mean, that thing's pretty thin. A little bit, have like a little bit of a draft, I'm sure, a bit drafty. Yeah, a little, well, it's kind of... You know me, I sleep in my my three-piece suits. Could bunch it up around like the. Uh, it, it 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 doesn't matter. Uh, Theodosius, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you bring to the table? Yeah, well, I didn't really come to philosophy in any conventional way. Although, I mean, maybe it is more conventional for the olden times because, you know, like a lot of philosophers these days are academic. But when you think about these guys like Socrates or Plato or Shakespeare or whoever, they didn't really come to philosophy from school. They were just guys who would talk at people 
and people would listen. Right. And that's kind of how I always wanted to be like, I found myself, you know, I was working a job after I went to school, I was working for Northrop Grumman, just making bombs to kill people with. And (laughs) I was the guy with the hammer who taps each bomb on the top of the warhead thing to make sure it works, you know? And then I just wondered like, you know, why am I making bombs to kill people? Shouldn't that, isn't that philosophically wrong? Yeah, you should be making bombs what is that wrong? bring people back to life. I know, that's, that's what I always wanted to do when I was a kid. Then how did I end up doing the opposite, you know? Well, and I know yeah. more about that profession than anyone now, tapping the hammer on the bomb. Are you those know, people you, that you the bombs it, are see? killing evil, though? Mm. Then perhaps it is justified. Or is it? I, I hate to go. I hate to go all philosophy club on everybody here, but what is evil? I I just said that a minute ago. Well, I wish they told me who was getting killed. Well, oh, said, well, well no, actually, said, no, actually, I correct myself. I asked, "What is wrong?" You asked them if they were evil. Anyway, let's. Uh, 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 Am uh, I uh, evil? Let's, let's get to you. Uh, Jacques von Bordeaux. Thank you for uh, mm, joining me here on our new podcast. The wise man and the fool. And there are three of us here, so, you know, hopefully by the end, uh, the wise man will reveal himself. Or maybe three fools. Or perhaps, well, you know, that maybe the wise, wise man is the listener or the fool for listening. <laughs> we'll see how it goes, right? What's your background? Before we get into all this about wise men and fools, Jacques, what is your background? Well, my name is Jacques Van Bordeaux. I am a professor of philosophy, and I teach classes on philosophy and ethics at France University in Montreal, Canada. Congratulations. Well, you've known that. I've been doing it for 10 years. It's just very prestigious. And every day I take the train from our, you know, humble abode here in Terre Haute, Indiana, and I take the train to Montreal every day to teach my classes. Oh, how do you enjoy that that uh, train ride? It's lovely. I get a lot of reading done. I usually am found sitting in the cafe cart, uh, drinking wine, and um, sometimes falling asleep, sometimes talking with a beautiful woman about everything, the questions of the universe. Oh, do the beautiful women like that, or is it... Oh, yes. Sometimes there are delays. Sometimes... Oh. You know, when you get to those splits in the tracks, someone has to make the decision. That's what I was what question like. That's what I was curious about. As a philosopher, does the conductor ever ask you, "Hey, we've got like two paths coming up on the track, and there's some people tied to both of them. Should I run over the Polish guy or like the Czech guy who's on the tracks?" It's, well, it's sometimes there will be five Italians tied up on the tracks, and one Polish man who isn't even tied up on the tracks. He can freely walk off but he does not because he doesn't have the capacity to make that decision and someone will be standing at the tracks at the lever and has to make the decision where to divert the train i hate and what do you that, tell them man do they get you on awful. the on the speaker to tell them what to do well the conductor um the conductor he can contact them and talk talk to them on a walkie-talkie and well does he them, know there's a trained philosopher on board to help him with the problem i tell him I simply pose these, you know, dilemmas to people. Is it up to me to know which is the correct answer? No. My job is to play 
devil's advocate. So it's the train conductor's job to answer the moral dilemma on the spot. It's your well, job you just know, to kind I, of think about I it. I just tell them it's something well, to think that, about, but then it's something that's actually that, literal and material in front of us, and they have to make that, <laughs> that, that becomes crucial their decision. And, you know, I don't want they any part of that. Well, <laughs> uh, they don't actually... If you're on the train already, they don't ask you if they're on the train, you know. If you ever... I like to walk by train track sometimes and you know the station stuff and all of a sudden you see a switch and then i saw you know five guys tied up and then i saw one guy tied up and i'm like you know i looked around to see first if anybody's you know responsible for this and then you hear that 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 train coming it's a switch right and everybody's begging for their lives you know pull it pull it oh you'll kill me well, what if and, those uh, four men were the Beatles? And what if that one man was the nicest man on earth? I couldn't get a good look at any of them. Were they when wearing it suits? Did they have bowl cuts? They were Not probably tops. like 50 meters away. Uh, I'd say I could only really, out of the group of four, I could only see or like. Maybe they're wearing bright psychedelic did colors. Did they look like men I or lads? Some, like some sandals. No, they looked to be, to be men. They they didn't appear to be lads. Well, what year uh, was one, this? Can you clarify were, when this happened? This was probably sh- maybe seven months ago. I okay, think. so were two of them skeletons and two of them very old guys? No, it was four guys. I okay. couldn't tell the ethnicity I don't or think whatever. It was the Did they have nearby four horses? Uh, I could not. Were they see wearing? Were any... they cloaked? Did they look menacing? I'm just wondering no, if they, they if they're maybe the horsemen you know the apocalypse no i think they were just some guys that somebody had tied up was it you too it could have been you i too. guess uh no it wasn't me i was no not I was you there. the band you too did one of them look, have like you know safety glasses on for shooting guns oh i couldn't tell i was pretty i was like you could i could see the sandals if they wear sandals, does, if they're like a sandals band. Does Bono wear sandals? Does the Edge? Does the Edge? I think the Edge wears sandals because he likes to take them off so he can use his cool pedals barefoot. I don't. I don't think anybody likes being on stage barefoot. I don't think. I think that would be like some bohemian nonsense. So I don't think these guys were uh, musicians of any kind. Well, did they but, die, you know, or did the the nicest guy on earth die? How do you know it was well, the nicest guy on earth? Well, I didn't. I just had to make a decision, and uh, so I pulled the lever, and uh, I killed that one guy. I, uh, you know, I had you to didn't talk, talk to, to the his four wife. guys. You didn't talk to the four well, guys got, to see who they are. No, no, no. I thought they would come thank me. They, they didn't. I'm just wondering why they don't put in a third railroad there in the middle. Well, I got to, taken. To, you know, avoid. Anyway, someone keeps putting people they, on those tracks all tied up. I don't know who, but. The answer to the, uh, you know, dilemma of the trolley is that, uh, you know, don't pull it because you, you can get taken to civil court, right? And that's, you know, people think civil court, well, you can't go to jail for that. But there can be some big, big money involved. Like, I, I after that, you know, I had to move in with my brother. Uh, kind of took a lot from me and they used my criminal background against me. Kind of bringing up that I was in prison for a little bit. So I know um, you just mentioned your brother. I feel like you didn't really get a full chance to introduce yourself and talk about where we are right now. Okay, well, we're in, uh, you know, in my home that I share with my brother. 
Um, we're at a little fork in the road. Um, you know, thankfully the, uh, it's a little bit after hours now. There's no travelers coming through, uh, during the day, um, I, Dandy, along with my twin brother, Randy, we stay at the center of the fork in the road. Um, there was a rumor planted by somebody that, um, there is a million dollars, um, on one of the paths in the fork in the road. Was it your brother but who started that rumor? I, d I don't know. I tried asking him. I couldn't get a straight answer out of him. Um, but I, Dandy, I always tell the truth, and my brother always lies. And, you know, if that wasn't bad, I don't want to kind of go into my whole story and bore everyone, because oh. we're supposed to be talking about our famous, you know, philosophy, but... Um, yeah, um, if that wasn't bad, you know, one of the paths has a million dollars, but the other path, well, that leads to uh, to death. Oh, to certain death. Oh my! I don't, I don't know what's down there. I've never gone but down that one. I keep death? telling. It's when you're, you just don't feel nothing. You can't ask. But how no do you questions. know if they don't feel anything? Well, then you're just still alive. Then what's the difference between being dead and alive? Exactly. What is being dead the is the state of not being alive, but maybe one can be alive but not feel. So I would not bring feelings into this at all. Anyway, I, I tell people, right, when they're coming down the path, I'm like, listen, you know, Randy's a liar. And they're like, who's Randy? I'm like, that's my twin brother. I'm Dandy. And, uh, uh, you know, let's just say for a moment that one path leads to death and one path leads to a million dollars. Like, it's not worth it to guess if you're going to die. So even if you think I'm the liar and Randy's the truth teller should just go home, but they always believe Randy and they always go down the path to death. Well, who knows if they're truly going to their death? Have you ever seen them again? Well, no, but I can, I, I've heard perhaps the, they found the million dollars and lived the life they always dreamed of. So why would they have to come back like, to that fork in the that road? Is, that's the funny thing about the traveler is that a true traveler you never meet twice because a traveler is always on the road. That is true. And if one is always traveling, then one may never return because then you would be a returner. Well, it seems like the traveler might be the wise man in that case. As long as he found the million dollars, I believe him to be the wise man. But... Well, perhaps the fool is the wise man because he doesn't need the material possessions of a million dollars. Hmm. See, this is a whole different area of philosophy we're getting into now. So perhaps we owe it to the listener to get into a little bit of an introduction. Because this is a field, I think, well, it's, it's a field that's based around basically a simple question. And I think the question might sound simple at first. But if you plumb the depths of this question, I think you will find that it rather philosophically explores that which we call human experience. And that question is, have you ever heard the parable of the wise man and the fool? Oh, I, I, I can't say that I have. Well, that was a rhetorical question. It's more meant to not be answered yet. So there's not a parable? No, there is a parable, but that was a rhetorical question about have you heard the parable? Because I already know that you guys are familiar because you're philosophers. Well, I was trying to be nice and just set you up, but that is not a rhetorical question, by the way. Okay, well, here's a, another rhetorical question, except I do want you to answer this one. So let's say that there is a wise man and also there is a fool. 
Okay, I'm, I'm with you so far. You got two guys. One's wise, one's a fool. Okay, yeah. Now, which one is really the wise man and which one is really the fool? Well, could you describe what they look like to me or, or, or are we basing them on the, their actions alone? Because I, 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 my first instinct would be judge a book by its cover. Well, I think we're kind of basing We're basically judging them on their titles because I don't really oh. want to let you know what they look like. Oh, okay, so we're just we're thinking about a hypothetical, two hypothetical men. Uh, one's a wise man. One we are told is a wise man. One we are told is a fool. Yes. So in reality, if he's if he's the fool, then he then I'm going to say the fool is the fool. Okay. Well, let me say something about the fool that may surprise you. What if perchance it is society that is foolish? And casts its gaze negatively upon the fool and sees but a lowly fool in him when in fact he is a wise man and it is the society of fools that is itself indeed quite foolish. So his name isn't the fool? Well, he is called the fool, but that's because society called him that way and society doesn't really know what's foolish and it actually, it might be the opposite. So if I walked up to the fool and I said, hey, how are you? My name is Dandy. What's your name? What would he say? He would say, like, my name is, like, Gregory or something like that. Cause oh, he doesn't, okay. So, that's yeah. not his name. He's just known as the fool kind of okay, broadly, well, you know? If he was a wise man, he, would, he simply would not be called the fool, and he would figure out how not to be called no, the fool. No, but society cast that on it. Okay, so maybe you don't know enough about the olden days of philosophy. You know, like back when there was everyone was a philosopher back then. Yeah, or everybody was obsessed with like triangles and mirrors. Yeah, that was right? all people talked about because they didn't have like TV or anything stuff. interesting. So they'd talk about that stuff, and there were so few people that everyone could be called the something, you know? Like, they had, like, the warrior and the bard. It was like everyone was like a D&D party, kind of. So then you would get a nickname like that, like, you're the fool, because the society thinks you a fool, so you're the only fool in the village, right? But what if the village is so foolish that the fool is the wise man, and they don't know what of which he talks and speaks about? So then he's the fool because he doesn't know what he's talking about. No, he knows what he's talking about, but everyone else doesn't know what he's talking about. So they're all the fools maybe. And he's the wise man, but he gets called the fool because everyone's a fool. So wait, so what's the wise man doing while the fool's taking all this? Yeah, so he's, really, if he's the wise man and they're the fools, then that makes the real wise man a fool and not a wise man. So what's his purpose? Well, I guess it's like this, like if everyone else, it might be practical to call him the fool for the village because if they're all fools, you can't call someone the fool. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, they couldn't have like on leave it to beaver. He was called the beaver. They couldn't have 20 kids called the beaver. It'd get confusing. So they had to call the wise man, the fool. Cause everyone else couldn't also be called. Wait, the fool. so beaver's the fool. No. Well, he no, might he's be. a wise man. Well, then, I thought Eddie Haskell was the fool. Well, I don't no, want to get into that, him. Isn't Eddie Haskell the little dog face guy on Monsters? No. Isn't Eddie Haskell the talking horse, Ed? So the wise man is the fool? Well, he might be. This is a philosophical question be, because it doesn't have there an There can't answer. be two fools, right? Yeah. That wasn't how it worked in the, the old Wait, time. no. The wise man no. is Beaver, actually, because he was right about stuff. 
And even though everyone thought he was just some kid, he wasn't such a bad kid. And, you know, he was right about things. Eddie seemed to be the fool because he had no idea. He thought he knew everything and he always was constantly getting into trouble. Well, and he was mistaken about so much. No, no. This I, isn't I, what we I, were I, trying to talk I, I about, but it. you might be right because Beaver is just a child, but they left it to him, which means they trusted him. So perhaps the, he is wise. The wise man is two years older than the fool. And the mother's twice as old as both of them. Wisdom does not... Age does not equal wisdom, although they often correlate, it seems. Explain that. Am I right? Please explain that, Mr. Bordeaux. Someone might think a man who is 350 years old would be very wise. And he probably very likely is, but that does not mean that a brand new baby newborn baby child of only just one week old could not also be wise how is he wise you ask well the the child simply does not speak at all he simply see learns from the world around him keep your silence forever or else be thought a fool that's what they used to say a lot who would think a a newborn baby to be a fool simply because he is so short and also because he cannot speak or <laughs> count money a lot of the you know people think that those old-timey you know greek philosophers they were just talking right and it didn't mean nothing and they didn't make any sense well that's what i thought too until i started this race and i was going around this race track and i was going faster and faster and getting up there and running around and i was halfway done and i was halfway done with that but it turns out i wasn't able to finish the race because i kept getting halfway closer to the end over and over again but unable to actually reach it this actually happened to you yeah this happened it was really embarrassing i got last so you couldn't couldn't finish finish the race what do you just have to give up eventually well they gave me a dnf i'm like i'm going halfway there each time and they thought I was Randy because we're identical. And so they're just like, you know. They thought you were lying. You know, yeah, they thought I was. You know, well, some, uh, yeah, they thought I was Randy. And so they thought I was lying. I'm like, I can only get halfway close to the end every time. Theoretically, I don't know how I'm supposed to finish when I have to get halfway there. And they didn't get that. They thought I was just. They thought I was just bluffing. I have another philosophical quote that I often like to think about. Um, You know, a lot of people probably know of the Bard of Shakespeare. Uh, It's like when we were talking about the wise man and the fool and everyone had one name back then. Shakespeare was from the town of Shakespeare. That's how he got his name. He was the only one who lived there. So they just called him what his town was called. And he actually, I mean, people know him as the Bard who coined terms like doggy style or chicken head in his place. The immortal Bard, right? Yes. The immortal bard. But did you know he was also a philosopher? Because he said philosophical things. For instance, like this one, to be or not to be. He said that. I mean, that's that's really the question, though. That's the question. That was it. Like, to be or not to be. He even says that after it. Well, he's looking at the skull and he's saying he's going to smoke himself, right? Well, like he, knew a if, he knew it. There's a guy that he knew who got smoked, and he's thinking, well, you know, I'm alive, but what is my purpose? What is the difference? Should I continue on, or should I get be smoked and get smoked like... Per, 
perhaps he's asking himself if he will be the wise man or the fool. Was he smoking out of the skull or what was he smoking out of? Oh, no, I was meaning he was about to kill himself and he was looking at his his teacher's skull or something. Oh, I thought he was just asking to be or not to be. And I was like, whoa, that's deep. uh, As Yorick. That's Yorick said that? No, he was the skull. I thought it was the prince. The prince is holding the skull you. said that to him? The skull said that to isn't Hamlet? The skull, well, isn't the skull Hamlet? The skull is the fool. No, the skull is your Hamlet's the wise but then the man. Skull, this guy is telling me that the skull said that. No, the skull didn't talk. It just, it was there as like a metaphor. Well, it was dead. Because that was the question. Yeah. Okay, it's to be or not to be. And it's like Hamlet bees and the skull not bees. And the, it's more like, it's kind of like one of those buzz, BuzzFeed quizzes of which one are you? Do you be? Because if you be, then you are like Hamlet. And if you not yeah. be, then you are like the dead skull Yorick. Yeah. Who he knew. No, I think we, that one's pretty straightforward there. But it's pretty philosophical. You, I think you will admit. Well, it's so e- if If you are not, then you simply become a skull that your friends hold. But if you are, then you hold the skulls of your friends. So which do you, which is the better route to take? That makes me think of another very philosophical question about death of, is it wrong to die? I don't know if oh, anyone yeah. says it's wrong to die. Is that, do, I, I say that. I don't want to die at all. I, I don't either. That. I think it's a wrong thing to do. It's a wrong. You should but do But it's That's not a awful. choice. If we all had the choice to live yes, forever, would we certainly not choose Look immortality? At Look at that axe on we, the wall here. We all have a Dandy's choice house. to live could, a a you little can smash bit yourself with that axe and die, but you shouldn't because it's wrong to Please die. Please don't touch my axe. That's my brother's so axe. So when He'll one is dying of old age, they simply must decide not to do that? You must Are have a strong frozen? will in order you to not do You gotta fight against it. But death comes for us all, does it not? It comes, well, but not, it can it, swing and miss. Well, eventually you're both going to die. You realize that, right? Well, we don't Only because of our weakness, maybe. You don't know. Everyone dies. Everything dies. I've heard about parallel universes. Maybe there's ones oh, where I'll. Oh, I mean, maybe there's ones where right. I'll, I'll be able all to. All right, uh, we're getting a little bit deep. All right, let's get hot and heavy. Let's get our hands dirty here. All right, what is the afterlife? What is death? Do we simply die or do we continue on? Do we reset? Well, I. The reason why I'm so scared of uh, death is that I, I think we just die. So I'm trying not to uh, die. Um, I have, you know, a pretty cushy job. I got things going real smooth for me. You can see me as an example of the wise man here because I'm not rocking the boat. You know, there's a lot of bad stuff around here. Um, There's a path that leads to death. Um, You know, uh, there's a Mobius strip on the other side of the valley, which I suggest you don't fucking go to. You'll get stuck on that thing fucking forever. Well, they we were calling the fire department everything. They couldn't find you, and then the, they couldn't yeah, get up a kitten, on there. They there's a kitten that got lost on the Mobius Strip. There's a whole the valley down there of hypothetical, you know, shapes. How did you get off the Mobius Strip, by the way? Okay, well, it, it I, I kept walking and walking, and there was no edge, and, 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 and I just... There, I I don't re- I'll tell I don't really want to get into it. It's a little bit embarrassing, but eventually, I came tumbling down back to ground. But I didn't even I thought it was above me, and it was yeah I puked everywhere. It, it's it fucking sucks. Let's just I got off of it, and that's all that matters. 
Well, I was thinking about going to it like soon to check it out, just for a nice walk. You'll you'll you're gonna get more than you bargained for. I mean, you know, everybody likes you know, all of us philosophers. We like to goof off. You know, everyone knows that if you put yourself in a box and no one sees you go in or out, no one knows if you're in there. You get high a little. So everybody, everyone goes Schrodinger a little bit and messes with that. And uh, but I, I just, I really. Well, if you cannot need to see give a something, warning. does it not exist? Amateur philosophers should not go on the Mobius strip. All right, leave that to the fucking big. Well, guns, what about all right? the Tesseract? Well, I live in the Tesseract, but um, Wait, in this, it's how are we in the Tesseract right now? Well, you guys saw how that. No, it's you know, in his room. It's in, in his room. Well, it's 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 a constantly orbiting tesseract. Um, it's hard to explain and visualize because it's it's functioning. That's on not so hard for me. I can do it very it. easily. I see it in my head right now. Well, we have the back porch. Sometimes is the front porch, and then it rotates, and then it's inside the living room. Um, it's just it's it's a pain. I don't. It's 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 a lot to deal with. And my brother keeps saying that he's the one that powers it, and he knows how it all works. You know, he's lying. He's saying that there's new Dorito flavors that he invented that are based off of pumpkin spice. And Dennis Leary's doing a, a commercial for them, <laughs> making it up. No, well, Tapatio's real. That's a real. Well, Dorito. I've never seen them. Well, they're real. You know. They're photoshopped, I believe. <laughs> yeah, they're. It's okay. Well, I can't lie. So that makes me think of a philosophical question: of if could God make a Photoshop so real? Even he would think it was real. I don't think even God wants to pay that ridiculous yearly subscription they're doing now. It's like over $500. Well, what if God downloaded Affinity, which is much more affordable and has all of the same features, and then he did it in Affinity? Then what if could he tell if it was real? What if God gave himself like 10,000 bucks and then he could pay for it? I got a question for you guys. Yo. I got a, a thought experiment for us to all go with here. Let's say you're walking down a road and you arrive at a fork that splits into two separate paths. When you reach it, you meet two identical twins, each standing at the edge of one of two paths. You've heard there's a million dollars at the end of one path, and you're told that the other path leads to certain death. And you also know that out of the two twins, all one always tells the truth and the other one always lies. And there's no way you can get to the end of the, uh, you know, you're, there's no way you can you can scout it out. You just have to go pick one road and you either die or get a million dollars. Are these like like Coors commercial twins? No, it's like two regular guys looking like just like cargo shorts. Perhaps both of the like brothers a, tell the truth. Like and a Sonoma, the truth. Sonoma t-shirt. Maybe one of them has like a Chev- Chevrolet. Well, no, they're t-shirt identical. It's tw- kind of pulled identical around twins. The- so they're wearing the. Well, they can wear different do clothes. Do identical twins have to wear the same clothes every day? That's what no, makes them identical. Don't have to wear. But do you? Do you, I haven't seen your brother in like a week. Wait, he I don't told know if he wears the same always, clothes as you still. He, I know he used to. He told me, oh, he always lies. Okay, well, I, yeah. You believed I, that him? That was I thought, my mistake. It's been so long. I thought we had to wear, huh. You still haven't caught on? I mean... I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm such a truthful guy. I just, I don't know. That was on me. All right. I guess we don't. Anyways, what is one question you can ask of only one twin that will lead you to the million dollars? Are you a liar? No. Oh, is that your answer? Yeah, that was my answer. But now I see that you will both say no. So it's actually not really going to help me, is it? 
because he's gonna lie, right? And you're gonna be truthful. Oh, also, so I, ask I would ask you, are you? I would a- wait. Hold on, I would ask you, are you telling me the truth? Yes. Wow. Wait, I also uh, forgot to say for some reason. Whenever we're at the, or whenever these two twins, it doesn't have to be me. Whenever we're at the fork in the road, you can only ask us yes or no questions. I don't know why. I would say, where's the million dollars? I would, I would ask you both, if you had a roommate who never did the dishes, what would you do to that roommate to punish him? I'd probably tell you to bring it up. Well, if this is an out of work thing because the fork in the road stuff's just my nine to five if it was the fork in the road i'd inform you that i can only answer yes or no questions if this was in my free time after i'd say perhaps if you want to discuss it we should have a house meeting i would ask you should i leave a note that's kind of passive aggressive but i kind of just wanted to go to sleep and didn't want to deal with it um or perhaps you could just maybe let the dishes pile up passive aggressively, hoping that they will be the one that gets frustrated and then does them all. And when what that, would you do if your roommate never believes in flushing the toilet? Well, I think this is a house meeting thing, and um, I think you should bring it up with them in maybe in a time that's not recorded. Is it true that it's inconsiderate for your roommate to not flush the toilet or do the dishes? And also sometimes wears his shoes on the couch. Yes or no? Okay, are you? T- did Randy do that? Because I didn't wear my shoes on the couch. Or is this a, something in your home life, Jacques, that you're trying to tell us about? What? Or is this just philosophy you're doing? This is just philosophy. I, I feel like I'm being okay, grilled these, here. These, these aren't passive-aggressive questions. They don't have anything to do with anybody. It's just no, some, I feel like some I'm philosophy. Being, these are no, hypothetical. These are not. I feel like you're grilling me here. So you admit well, do you them. do the dishes? No, I don't like doing the dishes. Randy told me he was going to... Oh, shit. <laughs> Randy doesn't uh, live here. He said he was... He comes by and he eats our food. That's he all said he, he does. Would just, he said just leave them in the sink. And then he said he... I'm sorry. That one's on me. But you know what? Like You got to stop buying into his you stuff. You can't just, when we're recording, start grilling me like this. I feel... I feel mistreated, you know? You know I, mean, I, got, I, I honestly thought he was doing philosophy. I got I got trust issues, you know, because of that time I was in jail where me and my partner went to jail and they separated us and they said if you snitch on your partner we'll let you go, right, with a lighter sentence. And I assumed that do? they told my partner that if they snitch on me, then they'll let him go. Now if we both snitch on each other, we're both doing a lot of time. That seems like a dilemma to me. Yeah. But if I don't snitch on him and he doesn't snitch on me, well, then we both go free. But if I snitch on him, then I still got to do some time because I admitted to being an accessory to it. So well, did long, you snitch? long story short, neither of us said anything and I ended up going free. And that was, you know, what, seven months ago or something? Like, get out well, what of did that. You, and it's, what did you do to, to end up there? Oh, it's a hypothetical. But that happened to you? Oh, yeah. So, well, then it was not hypothetical then. I was in jail for uh, a crime. That doesn't sound very hypothetical. Well, with my partner. Yeah. No, the hypothetical is, is he going to snitch on me or not? And Yeah, but what did you do to actually do the crime? Like, what was the crime that you did? Oh, well, they had me. They wanted me to do the time for the crime. 
I didn't. But you didn't do. do I know. You, I know that you didn't do the cr- the time. I'm just asking. What was the crime? Well, it was. Uh, you know. You know, they had me dead to rights on it. Well, then I have a, maybe perhaps a more philosophical question for you would be, is it wrong to do a crime? Oh, not if your partner doesn't snitch on you and you don't snitch on him. That way you both go free. That's why all the best crime teams in the world are two man teams. Well, then I have another question for you. Is it, well, is it right to see, be free? It seems like you're. It seems more likely that you'd be the snitch because you can only tell the truth. Yeah, that's true. That was really hard. I just didn't say anything. I had to close my mouth. They knew. They wanted me to talk. They wanted me to say anything. And I just bit my tongue as hard as I could, you know. But, you know, it's all it's all good, you know, now. Everything. I got out of there. I went straight. I live in a Tesseract. I got stuck on a, a Mobius strip, you know. Right now, I have a great job, a great job that I love, uh, work release, and, 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 you know, it's, uh, I have to carry a, a fox, a bag of grain, and a goose across a river every day. And, you know, I can't leave the fox with the goose. He eats them. And, I, you know, I can't leave the goose with the grain. He eats that. So it's like, well, I gotta, I gotta carry all three over the river, but I can only carry one at a time. Wait, what right? does the egg eat? Why well, can't you leave the egg? There is no egg. It's just the fox. Oh, it's grain. I thought it was an egg. No, the goose would eat the grain. Well, why can't you leave the grain? Because the grain would just hang out there. Well, yeah, but then I have the fox and the goose alone, and they're gonna. Oh wait, what's the story? I'm sorry. What's the story with the goose and the fox and the grain? Like who? That's my job. So I, Am I the fox? Oh, it's not a hypothetical. Okay. Yeah, this is something he does no, every day. No, this is something I do every day. Do you have to think about this every day? You yeah. come up with a different, you, yeah. a different way to do it every day? Well, because every once in a while, I'll like, okay, well, I'll start by taking the grain over, and then I get to the other side of the river, and I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Randy <laughs> said they were fo- Randy said he if trained is, the fox. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. a frequent problem. A frequent problem for you. Why don't you well, just make Randy, a little this boat? Worse than, this sounds worse than when you had to, you know, call those races for the tortoise in that Greek film. Well, listen, Randy <laughs> told me he trained the fox, but he he got well, okay. Me why again. don't you just make a boat that has one compartment for a fox that has a cage on it, I'm one compartment for a goose, and one compartment for grain, and just carry that both ways all the time across the river? I, listen, I'm not a manager. I don't have the money for a boat. They gave me a pulley system. That only fits one of them at a time. Like, it, 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 I, I don't know what to tell you. I have to think about it every day. You put the goose first, then the grain, and then the fox last. Uh, oh, you climb the pulley, and then you hold the foxes fox. Foxes don't eat grain, right? So why don't you just tape the grain to the fox's belly and just leave the goose, and then you could easily do it. I don't have any tape. Well, why don't you get some tape and then do what I said? Why don't you make the fox eat the grain and he can hold the grain in his belly? Well, see, if I want to get some tape, then I got to go to the hardware store and the Mobius strippers right there in the way. And I don't even want to get in between it. Also, there's that train station down there. And, and I don't know who's running it, but there's always people tied to it. The crossing is always a gamble. And then yeah. there's the... They might they you might be the one that they, they stop and you go, Hey, you gotta pull this lever, make the decision right now. It the, always the train's happens. Coming. And then I you go by the river and there's that one guy that can't swim in it, and then am I responsible if I don't save him? 
And then you and then you got to wonder like did you even go anywhere at all because to get to the to the hardware store you first have to get you know an Adams length in front of yourself but to get from that Adams length you have to go another Adams length in front of that one so are you actually moving and, or are you just moving from point to point is and then motion those, real those russian guys always want me to torture that girl for world peace or something right over there and that's a bad neighborhood i don't want to go around there asking me to torture a girl saying that it'll give world peace i don't want to deal with that at all you know it's a bad neighborhood that's all i'm saying well here's a here's a question for you then is it wrong for a good man to go into a bad neighborhood well i don't think uh you can blame Blame the good man going into bad neighborhoods. Is the neighborhood bad, or is it you? You mean like normal, and then it becomes bad because a good man is within it, a man who is more good than the no- neighborhood normally is. Well, how how do you how do you compare a man to a neighborhood in terms of morality? Exactly. The oh, neighborhood no, is, is constituted of men. So if you took all of the bad people in a bad neighborhood and you flipped them with all the good people in the good neighborhood, then which neighborhood is truly good? If everyone in the neighborhood does the same things together and they all agree they're okay, then how would that be bad for all of them if they live in harmony and do those things? If they're doing crime together in harmony? You might I'm call a bad their, guy. their actions bad, but if they do them all together and live together peacefully... That's a good how? point. Wait, what if all talk? bad guys live together and they all did a big crime together? It would be okay because everyone's doing the crime. If they all robbed the local bank together and said it's fun and that we should do this every then single who's week to say they're and bad? they all live peacefully. Are you guys talking about that neighborhood exactly. down the street where all the houses have numbers on them? They're all a different color. A man of a different nationality lives in each house and they all drink a different liquid, smoke a different cigarette and have a different pet. And yes, when, there's 11 houses. And when you show up to the neighborhood, they ask you to figure out where the zebra is. Because that, that one's down the street. Yes. And they have a I homeowners. I got to admit, that's a, problem, that's a problem I'm very unfamiliar with. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, I, just, I can't even leave the house. I get confronted with this shit. You know, and the goose isn't going to move himself, you know, not with those beans there. He, could, he, should, be, he should be able to fly over. Uh, they clipped his wings. I don't know. And then the Why fox did has they gotten do that? fat because I've let him eat like three gooses. Is <sighs> it wrong for a fox to eat a goose? Yes, it makes my day longer. What does a fox know of logistics? Probably not. Probably doesn't know because it's a question of language now. Well, understanding can be achieved without language and you know what i I like philosophy as much as anybody but the language stuff can get really annoying you know but what is language if not a form of philosophy right and then a word represents you know the idea of a cat instead of a cat represents a sign but does that word represent the same sign for every person no it doesn't so the sign can have multiple words Perhaps the wise, uh, or is the or is the word the sign itself? Perhaps I see what you're saying. It's like what you're saying is like the movie Free Willy, where the whale represented free will, right? No, the free no because the whale was trapped. He didn't have a choice to leave. Yeah, no, he was the, like free will, where he jumps over the thing and then he's free. It's like free will. No, the oh. will the whale was named Willy. That's why it was called Free Willy. It had nothing and then to do the with kid free will. Could it? 
They couldn't call the whale Will. That's not a whale name. Willie is a well, whale name. It was just well, convenient. The whale, the whale wasn't able to escape until he had the help of the kid of Michael Jackson. Wait, was the kid named Willie? No, the whale was named Willie, but the kid the of Michael name. Jackson Wait. freed him so he could jump over the, the bridge. Was the kid named Will? That might be. That's a human name. He might be named that. Well, that'd be but weird. I just if, thought if, that the Will... He had the, the same the, name um, as a whale. The, the whale that was named Free Willie was like a metaphor for having free will because he jumped out and got free. Does a whale I, really have free will, though? That's kind of a bad Is that metaphor. a metaphor If he gets out of captivity, will, he that, does. It's a metaphor for freedom. But that's free will to um, get well, out of Well, an animal the, is always going to wa- try to escape. It's okay, a survival Okay, so the question instinct. is, does a whale is, 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 have free is will? Is instinct free will? Is an instinct free will? Because it's an yeah. impulse to do something. You're not considering the other... No choices. Wait, are you? free free will. Free Willy is a Blu-ray or a DVD. A Blu-ray. Like I, have I thought a co- you meant a Blu-ray was a sea creature, like a stingray. No, it is on Blu-ray too, I believe. It's like a, they probably have some VHS. That's what. Yeah. No, but he's a whale, not a Blu-ray. A Blu-ray would live in a different part of the ocean. They don't no, have. No, he's those talking at about a, a disc, like a physical media disc. Not like a stingray. That's not what he's talking about. Like the one that killed Steve Irwin? No, he's not talking about that. You know, people say stuff like, well, you can't hold a movie in your hands, right? It's a concept. It's a stretch. It's a period of time. Oh, it's like on the and wall. I say, it's like oh, the... okay, well, I have Free Willy here on Blu-ray. So like when the so movie is on the wall, you know, like when you're watching a projector screen and it's on the wall, that's what Plato was talking about where it's like a projection the of cave, a wall. The cave, the cave, was, you talk about and you're movies. watching a movie. And you're watching oh, yeah. Free Willy in the cave, and it's a projection. It's not really Free, Free Willy. Isn't saying there. That the, Plato was saying that the, That's a the, the world as we know it is a DVD that we watch. No, the cave isn't only, as good as the real world. No, the, well, the cave. He's saying that the cave is a DVD that we watch, and we think it's real, but it's not. It's just a DVD. That's true. Because when I was watching that movie, I felt like I was there with him when he was getting free. But it was just and projected and on my screen. You thought you knew the. Yeah, yeah, you thought you my knew wall. him, and he was your friend. But it turns out they were just shadows, and the DVDs were a lie, which your brother probably is a fan of. No, there, there's an actual Andy. cave. Wait. Plato's Wait, cave. You're, you've been to well, the, the cave? The cave is real. It wasn't a projection of a cave. It was a projection of a movie that he was saying. No, was it's right the by cave. the neighborhood. It, it, it's well, I think I thought Plato had like a projector in there, and he projects shadows on the wall that from a DVD. He's he got a fire. And first of all... <laughs> Nobody ever says this about the cave. Everyone wants to make cute jokes about Plato's cave, but Clay- Plato locks you up like in chains and shit and puts you underground and lights a fire in front of a vase. And then you got to look at the shadow of the, the it, and he's like, oh, is that reality? That's your reality now. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on, Plato? When was the last time you hung out with him? Because the last time I was there, we just watched a movie on a projector. No, he made me do that. He chained me up. Well, I never actually like met Plato, but my oh, brother, I, yeah, my brother I said hung out that with him like he a was week a cool ago. guy and that this cave rocked and stuff. And yeah, I thought it was fun when I was there. Yeah, I mean, he told me, normal. "Hey, go down there," and you know, it was dark, and then all of a sudden, Plato, I guess, must have shown up in the dark and chained me up. He showed. He made me watch Sophie's Choice. He said, "What would you have done?" And I said, I don't know. I don't have kids. I said, I would have watched Free Willy instead on Blu-ray, so the quality's excellent. 
He well, Plato also he chained us up. He asked if we wanted to be chained up. We said, "Yeah, we want the full experience." And then he played the Pit DLC in Fallout Three, and he said, "What would you do <laughs> in this situation?" <laughs> I don't and know. I said I would have left the baby because I would yeah. not get the child to the community to be sacrificed. Yeah. Well, he, he you know he's always talking about you know you know. Fable was his favorite video game and saying, oh, look at my horns. Aren't I bad? Look at my halo. Aren't I a good guy? Like narrating the whole thing as he played. He really well, he also says, no matter what you say, he said, well, regardless of what you think, this is a fictional game and these choices do not really matter. So you could do whatever you want. He argued that the game should be much more violent and you should be able to do even more <laughs> evil things. Yeah, he was really weird about it. That's why he's also very fond of the Grand Theft Auto series. He said Tommy Versetti is basically the ideal man. Uh, do you because because you can do whatever you please, he said. But uh, he there are no consequences because he does not exist. Do you gentlemen mind if I pose a thought experiment to you? I love to do thought experiments to help me think about my philosophy. It's uh, a little bit of a thought experiment, but it's also my answer to a thought experiment of uh, a famous thought experiment called Fester's Demon. Now, Finky Fester was one of my favorite philosophers I've read about on Wikipedia. He was a good, normal man. He had both the ability, if you can believe this, to tell the truth and to lie. And he was born completely alone without a twin. I can't even imagine the chances of that happening. But despite his handicap of being born alone, Finky Fester dedicated his life to scholarly pursuits in 18th century Austria, where logic and science weren't always celebrated. All the jobs in the university were full, so he was forced to work for the Habsburg family, sweating it out for 15 years in the incest mines. It was disgusting. They didn't even let you wash your hands and you had to wear black socks while you did what you did. And it was here working in the incest mines for eight hours a day that Finky Fester thought of the genius thought experiment, Fester's Demon, which everyone knows. And for those of you who don't know, I'll fill the, you in the, on some of the... I know what the demon is. I'd like to hear it again just to refresh my philosopher's mind. Now, as we know... We may regard the present state of the universe as the effect of its past and then the cause of its future. An intellect, a hypothetical intellect, which at a certain moment would know all the forces that set nature in motion and all positions of all items of which nature is composed, if this intellect, hypothetical as it be, were also vast enough to submit this data it's able to observe to analysis, it would embrace in a single formula the movements of the greatest bodies of the universe and those of the tiniest atom. For such an intellect, nothing would be uncertain, and the future, just like the past, would be present before its eyes. Now, sitting in front of such an intellect, which we call Fester's demon, Finky Fester believed that this intellect would be able to exactly know the last time that you jacked off just by looking at you. It would know with certainty how you jacked off if you used any sexy tools or goof-off material. It would know if you went switch hitter or underhanded, if you used lotion or hit it freestyle. It would know if you creamed in a towel or in your pants or you just let it loose on the drywall. 
the hypothetical Fester's demon would know if you jacked off into computer paper, maybe, and folded it up into a little boat and put it into your desk trash, uh, the little trash can, to kind of get stuck to the bottom. Fester's demon would know all of this um, and would know every jack-off moment you would ever have in the future. Would Fester's demon know of the effects of someone finding that stuff and what would happen to me? Yes. Fester's demon. Does would... Fester's demon intervene? Uh, no, it is simply an observer. So how, why is it a demon? Well, it's nasty. <laughs> why is it nasty? I think it's transcendent. Cause it knows it's almost it. godlike to know everything. That's godlike. Is it not? It, but then it just sits there and doesn't do anything with it. It just wants to make you feel kind of bad. Is it that lets it the universe play. It does it, but we don't know. I mean, it's not its fault that it knows everything. It's just seen it, and it's not trying to bug us. If it, was, if it wanted to be nasty, it'd bug us and say, hey, bastard, like, I know what you're up to, you nasty little yeah. bastard. I know what you're doing in there. But, you know, it's not does saying anything. Does it say anything. stuff like that? It just I doesn't mean, say it anything? doesn't really doesn't say anything. No, it doesn't say anything. So I'm saying I think it's it doesn't seem very demonic. It kind of just seems like a, a being that is cursed well, to know let, all let, that let, there let is to know. Let me ask you this, Jock. Um, what is, um, you know... The nastiest porno in the world. Girls Gone Wild, probably. Okay, now, let's say Fester's demon knows intrinsically what they would all be because he has complete mastery of the equations of the universe and without even having to see them would automatically know every nasty thing in the world. Fester's demon would be able to know what everyone's Johnsons look like. Uh, Fester's demon would, you know know all kinds of nasty facts um does that sound like an angel to you well you'd also know of all of the beauty in the world you cannot know all without knowing the good and the bad yeah but it knows so much nasty little stuff um so, and, and it angels know that stuff too yeah but angels help i mean i don't know if you know maybe they don't how do we know they help well, I've never met an angel. Have you ever met a demon? I've met Fester's demon. Wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Yeah. Did you what just look like? down? It doesn't well, seem very a, fun. He doesn't you know, talk. Pretty honestly, uh, the only demon I've ever saw, but he's pretty much a classic demon. Like what does that mean? Skin, to, oh, like um, the forked tongue and like the, yeah, the pointy goat tail. Oh, wow. Goat feet, pointy tail. He had a, get this, he had a pitchfork. Oh, wow. He really does sound like a demon. All right. Well, I mean, that's all that. That's all you had to tell me. I don't know you actually saw him. Well, he was on the Mobius strip. He was a little bit ahead of me. So I didn't catch, you know, I caught up to him and I talked to him a little bit, but he didn't say anything. No. Oh, man. He probably just wanted to be left alone. He probably goes to the Mobius strip to think. Well, I probably, he had the pitchfork and I'm like, don't you think that's a little played out? Then he didn't say anything. No, but he looked at well, me with kinda, like a look. You probably look. wouldn't expect demons to look like that. Like you're like, oh, that there's no way that someone would go for that. And he does it because, and so you don't expect that. So it's kind of unexpected, well, which is he perfect gave me that for look. Yeah, he gave me that look that uh, let me know that you know he knew what I've been up to. Like he knew. So yeah, he knows that everyone in the world is doing that. He he knows how commonplace it is. People no, but if way you would have got. If you would have got the look, you'd know too. I, I just feel like that he, if he's being judgmental, that's a little ridiculous because he knows all the nasty stuff people are doing and hiding from each other. He knows it's way more commonplace than people think. 
and that people put up this facade that they're not nasty or gross, but they're constantly thinking about nasty and gross stuff and busting in big pairs of cans and everything like that. And he knows that everyone's into that stuff. He probably is too. So how's he going to be judgmental like that? He's like an omnipresent, well, all-knowing being that's everywhere. So how could you even think that there's any good or bad? Everything is just existence to him. Yeah, I would say, Dandy, that we began this conversation talking about the concept of a mere and simple baby. And that little baby of which we spoke, he didn't say anything about it anything. It sounds like but he was the a baby wise might man. be Fester's demon. Exactly. The ba- How am I to know that a baby is not Fester's demon? Because maybe that demon is a little bit too on the nose, and that's not even Fester's demon well, you saw. That was just a normal a pitchfork. That was just a quiet demon. Yeah, but Fester's demon is a little on the nose. Like, oh, I have red skin and a pitchfork. Don't you think that the well, real Fester's demon might take the facade of an ordinary baby in order to really stare you and down? And also, why is why is Fester's demon doing all of that? Like, why is it observing? Like, is it getting paid? Does it want I money? Don't know. Does it love he money? He just knows. Listen, the whole point I brought up Fester's demon is because, you know, I, 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 I often get asked if I can prove that I always tell the truth, but I can't prove it. I can only speak the truth, right? So people always think that I'm the liar and my brother is the one telling the truth. What I'm trying to say is that we can get Fester's demon to follow me around and we get him to talk. He can confirm to people that I'm the one telling the truth. I right? know he's going to talk though, why, would he inter- why would he involve himself at all? That's and, too and, dangerous. You know, people, the number one counter to Fester's demon, people say, you know, well, it's chaos theory. All this stuff happening, it can't be predicted or controlled. And to me... That's not even an issue at all because Chaos Theory is the Fester Demon's favorite album. Oh, I think I see what you're saying now. Yeah. So, uh, really, hold- if the Fester's Demon knows everything and it's all about chaos, but here's what I don't get. If he knows all, then wouldn't he know the order of everything so there truly is order and not chaos? Oh, wait. Hold on a second, guys. My My brother's calling me outside. Maybe there's somebody at the fork in the road hold on a second let me get where's he going right we're like right in the middle of like doing this show hey that guy yeah hey it's uh nice to meet you guys i'm randy how you doing there wait a second oh. you look just like dandy yeah that guy he's randy, a fucking, why don't you do the dishes he's a fucking liar ain't he yeah i'm gonna do the dishes man i just i wanted to like come in and say hi and stuff first okay well randy we were actually just doing thought experiments with your brother so would you mind Wait a if, second if he's i give you an experiment he's lying that's his thing no D- dandy's the liar man what i'm sure he's Wait, been telling he's you guys lying. he's truthful yeah no i i uh i i tell the truth yeah but well listen ted give us one reason why we should believe what Danny has to say. Well, I'm not sure what to believe from either of them, but that's why I think I want to ask this little thought experiment and maybe we can judge Randy's morality from his answer to the experiment. Yeah, shoot. Okay. Randy, you are but a humble caveman living in the days of the caveman. You are hanging out around your fire. That's right. Which is a new model just invented. And you are doing other caveman things like holding your club and talking about the news and eating a big meal. Now, what about hunting? You just did some hunting, so you got a big meal to eat. Oh, okay. Now, suddenly a man appears in the distance. He is wearing clothes that are quite unfamiliar to you and your fellow cavemans. When he gets near, he says, 
Hello, I am the smartest scientist from Harvard University. Here in my hand, I have the legendary iPhone. If it can take pictures and it has 4G and you can see some email on it. Understandably, you and your friends believe this man to be a fool. However, the question arises, is he a fool or is he the wise man and you and your caveman pals are the fool? Okay. I'll let you go first, Randy. I am a caveman. And, uh, you know, if a guy wanted to give me, I already have like fucking 10 of the newest iPhones. I already have them. But in this thought experiment, you don't have it yet. Well, they're in the mail. Okay, they might be in the mail, but you don't have them in that experiment. So you're... The iPhone looks real, too, when he shows you. Yeah. No, that's what's up. I'm a caveman. I've been a caveman, like, my whole life, so it's, like, easy Wait, for me you're to not answer. A cave- this is, he's a liar. I think that Randy's lying to us right well, now. Well, no, you can see, like, I don't have, like, the club and the furs. You know, when I, you know, I kind of came here, I just... You know, I got these khakis. Wait, maybe you're telling the truth, and this is a man cave that we're in. This is like a billabong shirt. I wear a lot of, like, Quicksilver. That does say billabong on the shirt, unless it's fake. Is that philabong? Is that fake? I can, like, surf, like, those Maui waves, you know? Oh, like, smoking weed is... No, like, big ones. Uh, uh, Are you holding, though? No, I mean... Depends on who's asking. Yeah. Is this Dandy or Randy? Oh, I'm Dandy. Well, you're Dandy. I mean, no, you're not. You just said you're Randy. Oh my god. Yeah, this is uh, this is not confusing for me at all either. I feel like I'm doing philosophy in real time. So, uh, are you holding or not? Let me ask you a parable that might let you know the answer. Could God smoke a weed so big that even He would get high off of it? Well, who's to say that God is big or large? God can be a mere neuron size. Well, then that big Some weed people, would make him so high. Or neutron, of, whatever they're called. Of, I'm not a scientist. Some, I'm only a philosopher. Some people say uh, God is a woman, and women are, on average... No, I think women are only humans and like you know animals. Well, women and men. I think God is probably finish. just a god. Well... On average, women are twice as small as men. So I don't think God would be big in that respect. I think he'd be like 5'6", or like 5'8 in heels. You know, Randy, it's kind of exhausting to talk to you. So you think you. like he's a, he's a cute little piece, or he's like a, a, you know, he's small, but he's got big dick energy. You know, I can tell you guys love me and think I'm the greatest, but I'm going to go kick dandy's ass or whatever i don't care i'm over this i'll be back later to wash the dishes um, oh thank you your brother yeah. doesn't do them so all right i will i will smell you later i will physically actually do that peace man randy's so cool was that randy i think it was him <laughs> i know i've never actually seen them together what if that what if both and, times it was dandy maybe he's lying both times hey guys maybe he's did, a you, real did liar. randy did Randy come in here? I th- he yeah. said he did. I don't yeah, know if he he's did. a liar or not. Dandy. Where is he right now? Me and him are supposed to go on rocket trips right now. We got the two rockets outside. We're going to see who's older at the end of it. Right? I'm going to go around a black You're going hole. going to space? Yeah. 
We got to see who's older. So you at go, the end of this. Wait, how, how? Why would you not be the same age? What? Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go around a black hole, right? And uh-huh. that'll make time look different or something for like 20 years. And then he's gonna go around the Earth for like 20 years. Oh, I said, it seems like he picked the I, easy one. Well, I said, Randy, you can just stay at home, and I'll just be back in 20 years. But he's like, if you get to ride a rocket, I get to ride a rocket. So here we are. Uh, well, so, I guess we won't see you for a while. Or maybe actually, he'll be back tomorrow. We don't know. Who's going to watch the money know, path with the million dollars? actually need to grab this equipment here. Well, they'll just put I up will. a couple of orange barrels, I, I'm sure. Can you guys just put you up a sign? Grab this. Can you guys just put up a sign that says that which way the million right dollars there. is? Well, here's the thing. Me and him are both going to put signs and uh, the signs probably say, won't The work. signs will probably say, don't believe the other signs that are lying. Yeah. So it's like a rabbit season, duck season kind of thing. Well, uh, you know, it's probably just going to be, I'm going to put a sign near the side that leads to death and says, this leads to death. Well, now that you and said then, it, uh, I kind of realized that you could have just then, put signs there the whole time. You didn't really need this job to begin with. Well, also, I'm not really quite sure. No, my job is with the fox and the goose and the grain. Oh, sorry. Yeah. The, 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 this is just me protecting people from Randy killing them. Well, I got to actually go buy more pipe tobacco. My girlfriend's going to show me her new blouse and take it off for me. So I got to head out, too. <laughs> so sick. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm just going to go think about some philosophy. So I'll see All you guys. Right, I'm going to go around a black hole for 20 years so I can prove to Randy that I'm older. So uh, taking all this equipment here, getting all this recording stuff. And everyone, this has been the first episode and last episode of The Fool and the Wise Man. I'd like to thank my guests, uh, Randy and two other gentlemen.